This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Friday edition of the Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR. Your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris all here. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. As we promised at the end of yesterday's show let's just uh, jump right back in who do i start this weekend brock purdy or, or lamar jackson what do i do yep. brendan it'll be it'll do? be two hours today of that exact conversation <laughs> i am really looking forward yeah. oh boy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, what we need to figure out and also uh, do i need to put jalen warren in for b john robinson or something another like that? very like, yeah, fair question have to spend the next hours Parsing that out, I suppose. And you know, the, the problem with being in so many fantasy leagues is as much as I wanted to just elate over the Puka Nakua performance last night and, and be excited about Chris Olave, I had all these Cooper Cups that didn't do anything. And so, you know, you're upset about the two-drop touchdowns. Like, you can't just focus on any one thing, and that's been the, the issue for me in fantasy this year. I tried to tell you about the Cooper Cup stuff. Like, I, yeah. I tried, man. It, it could have been worse. Because he, had, he still had like still 10. Got double 9. digits, yeah. It could have been so much better. He dropped two touchdowns. Oh, but yeah, man. you did try and warn me about it. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, again, the process was sound. If you get hit in the hands twice in the end zone, that you probably had a good fantasy day. But nope, not this time. Well, there's plenty more uh, chances for fantasy football heartbreak all this weekend as we get closer and closer to Christmas Day and the Chiefs play on Christmas Day. How about that? Trying to lock up a division race. Against the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got? We'll talk about that at 405. And plenty more to get to, including bragging rights. Who you got in that one tonight? Oh, boy. The Zoo, Illinois, on the buckle hardwood. Up. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> Could be one that's, uh, well, uh, for Mizzou fan, I'm optimistic about this. I'll get to why at 505. Uh, but uh, plenty uh, uh, of other things to get to, including the moment of the week from producer Chris and our picks of the week. We'll try and uh, make our predictions as, as great as possible at 545 as we head you into the long holiday weekend. If you want to join us, you can do so at 875-KTGR. You can also tweet at us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now the Big Show's Big Deal. Yeah, tonight is bragging rights for Mizzou men's basketball. Last year, kind of out of nowhere, they blew out Illinois by 22 points. This season, well, Mizzou, uh, again, an underdog by about six and a half points coming into the game uh, in St. Louis. Tigers trying to get one more quality non-conference win, really their last chance at one before conference play starts in uh, the new year. And they'll get a chance to take on the Illini with tip-off at 8 o'clock tonight, pregame at 7.30 right here on KTGR. By the way, news came out today that both schools are agreeing to renew that rivalry series for another six seasons through 2029. So some good news there. Chiefs Raiders preparing for their matchup on Christmas Day. Second straight day without Kadarius Toney on, uh, on the practice field dealing with a hip injury. And that is... The Big Show's big deal on this 22nd day of December, 2023. 875-KTGR. 
you want to call or text us here. Take the holiday off, Kadarius. Just have you know, rest up, buddy. Somebody uh, somebody needs you for the playoffs. I don't really know if that's true, but yeah, just kind of take it easy, man. Uh because if Kadarius Tony is in this game and he has another snafu that causes the Chiefs to lose, I think Christmas is canceled. So oh, let's is that just right? Well, let's just avoid that possibility by making sure he's all rested and good to go. You don't want to play through injury, Andy. You know, it's just too many things can go wrong when you try right. to play through yeah. injury. And so yeah, just exactly. rest up, Kadarius. Just rest up. Take it easy, my friend. In fact, everybody else who's trying to play through injury, no, no, just rest up. You know, take take the holiday off. Well, no, like Nick Bolton needs to make sure he's oh, good okay. to go. All right. We're gonna, people who, yeah, all right. We're going to make some exceptions. Okay. Uh, I'm well, make I, I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's, uh, that is fair. Um, yeah, Kadarius Tony on Get the injury report. Get out one leg. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Canarius Tony, second straight day without a practice. Same with Jarek McKinnon. He did not practice either. And Chris Jones, also uh, not on the practice field. He That's is what dealing Rick with an illness. Like, yeah. Yes. He'll be okay. There might be something going around. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll the see. The Christmas what... spirit. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it was huh? either. Um, uh, anyone feeling it? But a nice try, Chris. I I applaud you for that. Do we get uh, more wham yeah, today? Yeah. Do we do we know if the if more wham is coming from producer Chris? Wham? Maybe. I don't we'll even want to know, honestly. But uh, here's the thing: I think even with Kadarius Tony's injury that he is dealing with, uh, plan's going to be to use some more Richie James. Uh, the Chiefs have made that abundantly clear this week that they want to use him some more. I mean, when you got Richie James, you, you can't just leave the Ferrari in the garage. I mean, you got to use him. So I mean, <laughs> well, you don't have a Ferrari in the garage right now. No, you're you you're starting to run out of cars in the garage. So you you got to like use some bicycle. of them. <laughs> yeah. Bicycle with training wheels. You know that scene in The Force Awakens where, like, uh... <laughs> Ray and okay. what's his face for like Hang running through like that second. junkyard. Whoa, whoa, it's like, wait, whoa, wait, 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 we can take whoa, that whoa, shit. No, time out. And then it explodes. Wait, hang on. And it's like, way no, down Chris. On the time out. Time, time out, Chris. Stop for a minute. Force Awakens? That was not expected today. I didn't no, see that one coming. I did not see that coming. Like, Great flick, though. <laughs> is it? Nah, Shoot, are, they blew are up we that sure? What do we do? I'll take that one. It's garbage. I realize I'm comparing Richie James to the Millennium Falcon. Prove me right, Richie. And you can check. I, I think it's still in the Twitter bio that I have on Twitter that all Star Wars are good. So, uh, oh, that's not true. That's nope. Not did true. I take you it see, out? I, I think I ran out of room in the bio. You see Attack of the Clones uh, You took pal. it out because you didn't believe it anymore. No, and that's so, not true. It's a, it's a character limit on the bio. That's the reason I took it out. I had a lot of stuff to put in there. I don't know if I agree with that take. But, uh, well, either way, the Chiefs. Have have a chance to really lock up the division race. The Raiders uh, have a chance to go away. I mean, they're but they haven't. The haven't though. That's the problem. No, they're still kind of hanging around. I mean, no, in this in this year of the NFL, any team that's even close to five hundred is playing for more than pride because you could anything could happen down the stretch, and you could suddenly find yourself in a playoff spot. I don't think that's going to happen for the Raiders. I think the Chiefs are going to be motivated and ready and focused for this one. They should be uh, certainly with the the special start time, the special uh, date for this game. They should have enough time to prepare. They should have enough time to get the guys that they at least want to get on the field healthy to get back on the field. By the way, I believe Nick Bolton practiced in full today. So I oh, think thank we're, goodness. We're good. I, I on figured he'd that. be okay. Yeah, yeah, didn't practice Thursday, but today full practice should be uh, trending well. But 
I, I think this is also a game where it, you're trying to build toward playoff readiness. You're trying to build toward getting that defense ready for uh, what's going to be a tough uh, field to navigate when you have to make sure everybody's healthy. You have to play that extra game most likely. You probably won't get the bye, but you can use it to your advantage and keep guys fresh uh, going into uh, tough games like this down the road. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is really just a spot. Sorry, I'm a little. I was trying to find is Taylor Swift going to be there? I think that's a, an important. She should question. be. I, I'm pretty sure she is she's going to be there on a tour or anything at the at the exact moment. Has I a little break. Think, yes, she'll be there for this one and this is going to be magical. And the week afterward, I oh, believe she's on New, vacation right New, now. No, no, no. New Year's Eve, she'll be there that's as well. Nice. Ooh, this is going to be. I mean, this is going to be a magical game for the Chiefs and for Travis Kelsey in particular. Like you're going to see. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm predicting the ultimate blow-up spot for Travis Kelsey. I really? Over under two and a half touchdowns, I might have to, I got to think hard about that one. I, I think it's going to be over, but um, I know I know that that's a bold take, but this is the spot, man. The holidays, you know, Taylor Swift, she's got some Christmas songs too, right? She so she's, She has some she's very good ones as well. I would agree with that. So I think this is, that's what, that's the, my narrative. I'm, I'm pushing the narrative. Kelsey is going to have a huge game with her in attendance. That's going to be the deal. Man. I mean, the numbers used to bear that out pretty well, but <laughs> recently... We have, we have we have analytics on the Taylor Swift. I mean, well, we used to, and, but now those numbers aren't being used as much because even with Taylor Swift in attendance... Oh, no. There, it hasn't been all that great. I mean, Taylor all Swift right. was in New England last week, and Kelsey had a pedestrian game, dropped a touchdown... Uh, that had, did happen again. Yeah. Those miscommunications between him and Mahomes at times, like I don't know. I mean, I sure hope that the holiday season does provide some magic in that sense. You know, Kelsey showing out on Christmas in front of his girl and everything like that. Like, you yeah. know what? Though one of the reasons that I am certain it's going to happen, a biggest league this week. Guess who I'm going against? Well, it's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's how I know. It's like it's just it's going. To I'll happen. try to enjoy it, but I also know that it's going to be a little bit painful when it does come to fruition, despite the fact that I predicted it and I'll be able to feel good about that. I think he's gonna he's gonna bury me this week in fantasy. Travis Kelsey has one touchdown in the last seven games. That's craziness. One. He'll have at least two in this one. game. One. It came against the Eagles more than a month ago. It's been more than a month since Travis un- Kelsey has scored a touchdown. That's unusual. That's not the that's not the norm. Um but again I think he breaks out of the if you can call it a slump, certainly a, a touchdown slump. But the offense hasn't been great as a whole, game to game. So, I mean, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not panicking about him, and I think this is a game where the Chiefs, unlike the way they started against the Raiders the first time they played them this year, I think this. I think they come out stronger as well. I think this might be wire to wire, uh, a game that the Chiefs can f- f- feel pretty good about, at least with the way that it will play out. Well, it should, and especially with this time of year when you have to be on your A game. Uh, the, the Chiefs have to keep stringing these good vibes games together, and uh, you can't you can't be messing around with teams like the Raiders or the Bengals coming up after that. Uh, even though it's it's lesser competition, you've got to leave no doubt in these situations because you're still fighting for a top spot in the AFC. It's very unlikely at this point. But very you, unlikely. But you give yourself a shot at the very least to put pressure on on Baltimore at number one. But uh, I think it is also about the defense finding its footing again because we had seen some leaky moments from them. You know, I mean, it, 
I wasn't too impressed by the start they had in the first half against Bailey Zappi's New England Patriots. Not at all. (laughs) If you start that way, I I have concerns about how you'll stay in playoff games later down the road. I just, I I need to see a a bit of a faster start from that unit. Uh, And look, health is part of it, but I, I think that they've gotten to a point where they've got most of the guys that they rely upon on the field now, and it's time to go, honestly. And we think uh, probably back to being his, his normal self, no funny business for uh, Harrison Butker after missing a kick in the last Well, <laughs> I think so. And you know, under the bus, we might get to why that maybe happened. He, uh, now, he didn't use it as an excuse. No. But it turns out maybe when you had the duo of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, there's only one of those guys that was responsible for all the deflate gate oh, madness. Yeah. And he's the one that's still in New England because we may have had a, a part two. When Maybe it comes so. To yeah. I don't know. Very interesting. The, the people to, are asking. And Bill Belichick's comments. I was like, oh, okay, Bill. So funny. Sure. I believe that. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that under the bus in 450. No, I'm not worried about Harrison Bucker. I, 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 mean, I just wanted to have a reason to bring it up. And, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get it. Yeah. Literally his only miss kick this season. Did you guys know that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was his only miss. He's been perfect on everything. Like 99%. At, that's crazy. No, it's been. I should have drafted him first overall. I mean, he should be. No, uh, no that's not. That's not true. He should be an all-pro at the very least, oh, yeah. or at least be in the conversation. So, uh, so uh, I mean, that's that's fine. And, and, and here's the thing. It does come down to what's Patrick Mahomes going to show with this offensive unit. Now that we are kind of hearing from the offense, uh, the coaching staff, uh, the players, like, yeah, we might see more Richie James. Might mix it around a little bit more. Justin, uh, I don't know if people have mentioned Justin Ross's name this week. But it sure seems to me that with the depth that they have right now, that he's going to get a shot uh, out there. So I, I'm interested to see if anybody in that uh, in that lower threshold that we're now elevating up to maybe more regular contributors by taking some of these snaps at wide receiver, do they seize the opportunity? Yeah, I'd like to see Justin Ross play because it's a good time right now to find out more about some of the guys you haven't seen as much before the playoffs, and then you could kind of make the decision, like, who do you want to rely upon the most? And these games are games that should be winnable. I said yesterday they don't matter. Yeah, they matter. I just have a lot of confidence that the Chiefs with the quarterbacks they'll be facing are going to be able to, to get these wins that they need. So you might as well find out about some of the guys and have the most information about your wide receivers as possible going into the the actual postseason part of the schedule. Call or text us, 875-KTGR. Who you got? Chiefs or Raiders on Christmas Day? Yeah, Chris. Uh, I got an either-or for you. Okay. Uh, which do you think is more likely? Guys like, you know, Richie James, Justin Ross, all of a sudden popping off and having, like, touchdowns or whatever, or CEH having another 100-plus yard from scrimmage game and a touchdown? Is he good? Is Clyde good? I saw him. Probably. Maybe he had a... He missed practice Andrew. today. It was like it, it was excused. I think it okay. might have been a personal thing. He practiced. I just saw the fantasy notification. Yeah, he practiced on Thursday. Had to go get some presents. I get it. I yeah. <laughs> we so all what's Pacheco's that last deal, though? We we think Pacheco's back in. Yeah, that's still be the, fine. the case. So no, I would say it's um, what was the first. I mean, I would say it's more likely that you find an emerging talent at wide receiver that you didn't necessarily see coming before this moment than it is for Clyde to remain the workhorse. Uh, they like Pacheco. I think if Pacheco's healthy, he gets the workload. I think Clyde maybe still mixes in more than he had before the Pacheco injury, but I would I would expect Pacheco to 
He didn't get Wally Pipped or anything, I wouldn't think. Uh, no, not really. Uh, he is going to be used in a specific role. Uh, I think between the tackles, he's got a whole lot of upside, a lot more than CEH does. But they're not going to not use CEH. I think especially in the receiving game, he's been a real plus uh, for this team. And Jarek McKinnon, second day without a practice for him, so he might not be in for this one. So Yeah, that's that's probably okay given the skill set that, that Clyde has been showing. Yeah. And and Jarek McKinnon hasn't really been, I don't know, I, I don't know if he just doesn't have as much juice in their opinion or what the deal is, but they haven't really been using him as much anyway, not to the extent that they did last year, certainly. It might be health-wise, though. Yeah. I mean, he has missed That's games. Um, it, so, I mean, it, and you can't really use him as much uh, as a just give him carries like a bell cow sort of guy. No, uh, but the, I mean, especially with the way that the wide receivers have been struggling, they used Clyde in a, a heavy pass-catching role last week, and I wondered maybe why not as much of that for McKinnon this year. But you could be right about the fact that it's just not lined up with his health. Yeah, and CEH, for the most part, has been healthy all year, and I think giving him a shot to uh, at least show it. Because, I mean, he's not – they didn't pick up his fifth-year option for next year, so I think this is it for him uh, yeah. as a chief. But he's auditioning for, for other jobs, and, hey, give him as much of an opportunity to, to do that because he's certainly motivated to do it. But I think he'll have uh, – some good moments in this game. If they allow him to remain an active part of the passing game, they'll find spots for him to to impact the game once again. And, and look, it's going to help out guys like uh, Travis Kelsey and and some of those other receivers that look just all season long. I mean, Rashid Rice is doing a better job of it recently. They've used him in better spots, get him in open space. Don't feel like you have to throw a twenty yard bomb to him. Just pitch it for five yards, let him operate. But most of the receiving uh, core, I just have not been impressed with their ability to get open. And if you can just make the Raider defense think about something else, then it helps them out in any way, shape, or form, honestly. So here's another facet that we haven't really focused on yet. But the last time we saw the Raiders, it's been a minute because they played on Thursday night and now they're playing on Monday night. But they scored 63 points on the Chargers and got Brandon Staley fired. Are we worried at all just about their level of motivation playing above their head or is is maybe the worst thing for them the fact that they went thursday to the following monday and it's just it's almost like a it's more than a mini buy that's a a pretty significant chunk of time you go from the 14th uh i believe that was the date they last played to the 25th yeah that's a that's a good chunk of time what do we think the raiders are going to come out as offensively is mostly kind of what i'm wondering about against a chiefs defense that has been good but you know like we said didn't love what they did against uh bailey zappi in totality well, look, I mean, they, in the last game, they burst out to a 14 nothing lead in Vegas. And I'm more worried about that than anything. I mean, sure, they, they diced up the Chargers pretty well. I think that said more about the Chargers than maybe what it said about the Raiders. Yeah, Brandon uh, Staley was done. It and was, look, it was more Antonio Pierce saw an opportunity to absolutely lay it on a team. Have and a little fun. Good yeah. for him, too. Like, do it if you've got the ability do it. Hang 63 on somebody. Um, I don't think Aiden O'Connell will get off to as good of a start as he did in both of those games. Chiefs are going to have a plan defensively uh, compared to the way he started against them the last it's, time. It, it's it was gotta, quick passes yeah, that got him. Yeah, and you, they're going to have a plan for that. Press coverage. Uh, make yeah. sure you're uh, getting uh, on your guys quick. And look, the... 
the run game for the Raiders hadn't been all that impressive this year, which is kind of a, it's been inexplicable at times with Josh Jacobs. And he's had some injuries. Sure. Maybe wearing down a little bit after such a big bell cow season last year. But yeah. you're right. We expected more from him. And, uh, I mean, as long as you can stop that part of their game, which shouldn't be too difficult, that then it just makes it a one-dimensional offense uh, even more so. And you got to make sure you put pressure on that early. Yeah, and again, like that's how the Raiders were able to have success the first time around at the beginning of the game. And then I think the Chiefs adjusted as the game went along. But the passing game, the short, quick passes, the rhythm throws, the the slants, they had those on lock to move the ball down the field. And, yeah, I think we're going to see a different approach that the Chiefs will take defensively out of the gates compared to kind of how they just let them have those throws. And then almost you find out you're defensively, now you're in the red zone. It's like, what just happened? I think they're going to be a little bit more on top of the the protocols for how that's going to play out this time. Got to. And uh, and get out uh, on, in front early in this game and and see what happens. Do we have a prediction? I think Chiefs, we do. I just want Raiders. to make sure. What do we have um, on our pick sheet for the uh, official point spread? Chiefs minus, minus 10. ten. Okay, I think that's about right. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I feel like this is going to be pretty pretty strong performance by the Chiefs defensively. I, I do have them in fantasy, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe I go with Denver against the Patriots as my fantasy defense instead, but I think I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. They might not even give up a touchdown, but I, I'll say for my prediction officially they give up one. Give me 31-10 Kansas City. Chris? Uh, 24-17 Chiefs. Oh, a little closer than I was Yeah, that's too not close a cover. for comfort, man. I don't think it's that kind of game unless it's backdoor. They won 31-17 last time out. That was in Vegas. This time, 31-14. Maybe 31 is even too low. Because if I'm predicting three Kelsey touchdowns, maybe they got to score 38 <laughs> I mean, or something like If it's that. three Kelsey touchdowns, then yeah, they're, they're up to over 40. I'm officially 38-10. That's my oh, official. Because okay. i got to get another Kelsey touchdown oh. in there. 875-KTGR if you want to text in your... Predictions for Chiefs and Raiders coming up on Christmas Day. That'll be an interesting way to uh, to get Christmas started, right? You know, you're waking up, you're opening up the presents, and then, boom, at noon, you've got a football game. Boom at noon. And the Chiefs will boom the Raiders at noon. They will be, they will consider themselves boomed. Here's hoping for that. 875-5847 to call or text us here on the big show. Well, we'll get to more NFL talk, especially with our picks of the week coming up at 545. But man, Florida State making news today, making it abundantly clear that they want out of the ACC. What do we make of all of this? We'll talk about that next on the big show. You're listening to the big show podcast. On KTGR.com. Chiefs Raiders on Christmas Day. Who you got? Tell us. The call or text at 875-KTGR. That was not last Christmas by Wham. We were not whammed that time, Brendan, by no, uh, by producer Chris. He whammed he us whamed. all yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but um, not, not this sore. time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll maybe see what he comes up with next. I have no clue with this guy. And uh, also, no clue what the moment of the week is at five twenty-five. That's that's how it goes every yeah, single week, and it's going to stay that way. Well, yeah. So, wow. <laughs> Producer Chris well, is uh, an onion. I'm you just saying, I got pull, my rules. Pull I got apart, my stuff down. Pull apart the layers every so often. Go. I suppose that's what you get. But uh, tell us your Chiefs Raiders thoughts at eight seven five KTGR. This is 
huge news that came across the wire, I believe, this afternoon uh, before we get to the Florida State stuff, but it's also related to college athletics. It looks like multi-year or or multi-time transfers are going to be allowed, uh, even for football players, as they look to, to go somewhere else. So, you know, at first it was just as far as the transfer portal opening things up, one-time transfer, you get to be a one-time, go to a different school, you're immediately eligible. If you wanted to go another time and transfer out again, you'd need a waiver and go through the process, stuff like that. Well, now, it's it's essentially, there's been a court ruling, like a court restraining order placed upon this rule, and now multi-time transfers are going to be pretty much allowed. You can be immediately eligible next year if you want. And boy, oh boy, that's going to be huge. Yeah, I mean that's the direction we've been heading, though. I think, right? Well, yeah, and and look, it's not. It's still very much up in the air. It's not like it's going to be the rule next year. But what the NCAA has made clear to all the schools and all the players now is that look, this is this is a court ruling at the moment to where if you transfer during this academic year, then you're going to be immediately eligible next year, no matter what the rules may be for the next academic year. And so that's going to primarily affect football players that are right now transferring and will very much be enrolled in whatever school that they're transferring to by the time that next academic year rolls around. So, gosh, with the already more than 1,500 players that are in the transfer portal now, expect that to grow even more over the next few weeks or so. Yeah, it seems like... uh... It's the most wonderful time of the year. We're gonna. Get, I mean, the the teams that are smart will use this to their advantage. That's the bottom line. Well, yeah, and we'll see what what comes about of. Uh, How do you, you not know, use it to your advantage? Because you can just by work. by not leaning in and by being the, the the program that gets people. You know, you lose more than you gain in the portal, and you're kind of chasing your tail on. Oh no, we lost somebody that we thought we were counting on. Now we're taken by surprise. We have to try and backfill, but we don't. We didn't see this coming. Like, get out ahead of it, and and you and, you know have be good. Like, was well, that mean for Colorado? The because portal. their their uh, whole thing is just transfer portal, and that's it. Did yeah. You see how many? Do you see how many high school signings they had? Not early signing period. Like a handful. Uh you'd have some space like left four. over on that hand. Is it, is it four? Is that the number? It's like I thought it was, it was five. Like, any, like five or six or something like that. Okay. Man, gosh. I don't know. I'm not going to knock that yet, though. I'm going to wait and see because well, again, I don't know that it's true that you can't win in college football without high school recruiting. You might be able to. We don't, we've talked about how it's Have almost we seen flipped. That yet? Well, not, maybe not, but this is it's going to be a, a nice little petri dish, right? Because we've talked about how you can make the case that the transfer portal is more important than high school recruiting, but we've never seen a program try to go in on only one and not the other. You know, we've maybe seen teams kind of poo-poo the transfer portal. That's kind of what Clemson does, right? And they lose Toriano Pride to Mizzou. I don't know what they're gaining because they're not really doing the they don't really do that. But as far as like if you just say we're only going in on transfers, you at least are getting guys that are more experienced in college football in theory. I don't know that it can work just exclusively doing it that way, which is apparently what Colorado is choosing to do outside of a select few high school kids that they recruited. Good ones. I mean, they got stars next to their names, but it is going to be very fascinating. But I'm not as sold on like it's impossible. Um, I'm just kind of in wait-and-see mode on, on seeing what Coach Prime will accomplish with this. I mean, the transfer class is highly ranked, right? Well, sure. They have the best one, I think. Well, yeah, but but at the same time, you know, if you're trying to add that to the class that you got last year, when, like when 
Coach Prime came in at the very beginning and brought all those transfers in. Well, now all those guys, they can transfer out if they want to because they can, they can go back and be eligible somewhere else immediately. So that's the other side of this is that now all of a sudden when, when you thought that, that that transfer you brought in that you know used their one-time transfer, well, now you got to sell them again on your program and say, okay, this is why you should stick around. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's it, it just adds another layer to it, and you have to double up your efforts in selling your program to every, basically every single person on your roster, every Which scholarship I think, player. I, I think that was generally the idea anyway, but I understand that this opens it up to where – you don't you don't have to wonder as a player will I be eligible if I try this again it's just you're going to be based on the ruling well yeah yeah you you can do it without penalty essentially you can right. make sure that you uh, transfer out and uh and you'll be covered for next year no matter what depending on what the rules are in the future maybe they stay that way maybe they don't but this year it will be open season and we'll see how teams uh, adjust to that 875 KTGR if you want to call or text us Oh, boy, Florida State has really made it clear that they want out. Oh, yeah? and um, Can't blame them. What I makes mean, this no, time I, different from other times? I can't blame them either. Where they made either. it abundantly clear yeah, that I they mean, wanted out the ACC. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. But now it's it's putting their money where their mouth is, and they're suing oh. the ACC for uh, essentially the, Sucking, a bunch of reasons. Uh, well, by they claim, I suppose, um, the it's up to everybody's interpretation, but certainly from Florida State's perspective, I can see why. Because um, they have seen themselves, and probably rightfully so, as the pinnacle of the conference. And everybody else in the conference just kind of riding on their coattails a little bit. And the fact that you evenly distribute out the money from TV contracts to all of these schools, Florida State feels a little bit irked by that, saying, well, we're really the big brand here, and we should probably be getting a little bit of a higher share of that TV it's money, so interesting. Yeah, because isn't this what Texas argued originally I in the, think in the so. Big Twelve? Yeah, pretty much. And like that didn't work out great for the Big Twelve. Can you make the case that Texas was wrong back then? I think you could because I think there were some other programs in the Big Twelve that, I mean, Oklahoma is probably the number two bestseller at the time was was notable. But it's just interesting that like we know how that has since played out. Ten years later, Oklahoma, Texas, both joining the SEC. You're I don't know where Florida State goes, but I understand why they want to be out because I've said there is no power five. Get it out of your head. It doesn't exist anymore. And Florida State found that out the hard way this year. And now they're going to try to make a move as a result of it. But I don't know. I don't know what the landing spot's going to be if there's going to be one. I'm sure there will be one, but will it be any more attractive than what they're sitting in now? I don't know that that's a guarantee. It could be the Big 12. Well, right, yeah. Like, they could leave the ACC, and then all of a sudden their best option is the Big 12. So, Hey, you got a neighbor, Central Florida. You do, all of a sudden. Uh, Now, it could also be the Big 10. Uh, It's possible. That would be more likely to And man, the Big 10 is going to see the opportunity. Oh, yeah, to to move into the Southeast, that's their their next frontier, right? Try and get to all four four corners of the country. And that's why I wonder if the SEC isn't, again, I've said that Greg Sankey's on top of these things, but like, there's going to come a point where if, if the Big Ten is able to start kind of honing in on that territory and there are quality programs to be had, there's Florida State, there's Clemson, there's Miami, big brands to be had, like, 
I really do think that that would be the only way that the Big Ten can can climb the ladder and, and, and kind of shove the SEC down a little bit and be on the same plane. Otherwise, it'll never happen. The SEC will always be superior to the Big Ten, even though there is like that is still the tier. I've got a ranking within that tier, and it's SEC and then Big Ten below it. But the Big Ten finding a way to, if they value it, which I think they should, because that's the way that you could say, all right, look at the number of brands that we have now. It's it's comparable with what we've done from the West and pulled in the best Pac-12s, and you do the same thing from the ACC. Now the SEC might feel a little bit of pressure to expand themselves. Yeah, and it's going to come down to which one of those commissioners wants to essentially take that. uh, I mean, because it is a little bit of a risk. Especially when you're talking talking about selling it to the schools that are already with you, like uh, maybe. What's the risk, though? Like, spell that out a little bit more. Well, again, you've got a TV contract already uh, that's set for all of these schools, and then all these schools have to agree to that, and it might mean less money for them, especially if you know ESPN is not giving more for you know the the amount of games you're playing, things of that nature. Like the same reason why we're. We're not sure when they're going to when the SEC is going to go to nine games. We think it'll happen at least at some point, but we don't know when. Uh, depending on what the numbers of uh, what each school is getting and whether it's going to be worth it to everybody. That's been the impediment so far. Is yeah. like, well, they're, we don't gain anything, and it's also more difficult now that we're going to see a twelve-team playoff, and they're going to get a year of like seeing what that looks like and how many of the SEC schools get in. I think then there will be more of a comfort level with like, all right, sure, we're not going to put ourselves at, at as much of a disadvantage, and in fact, we could even be rewarded for the tougher schedules that we'll end up playing. Yeah, and Florida State, I mean, this is this is also kind of a risky thing too. And look, it 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 obviously makes sense that they're doing this right after they were gypped from the college football the playoff. Yep. Um, but man, they're they're also just kind of looking back at it and say. Wow, the ACC really screwed us over this because the they have to pay essentially 130 million dollars as an exit fee, which is, I believe, three times more than the entire operating budget of the ACC. So like, that's so funny. It's kind of a steep price there. Uh, they didn't to, want to leave. Play, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose and Florida State's They're feeling a little bit them. gypped by that, and the fact that their TV deal runs through 2036. Crazy, like, man. Yeah, how, are you, how are you getting out of that one and moving to the SEC, Florida State? Right, again, so like it's, you have to find a landing spot to offset some of the lost revenue that you could be uh, essentially saying no to, which then the cost, if you drive that up with the, the cost of exiting the conference, is north of $570 million over the next 13 years or so. That is tough to take on. It's tough school. to take on. And then I think about the Big Ten perspective. You said, like, the risk, and they've got to get the schools to agree. I'm sure that would be all part of the process. But I think if there was, like, a long-term vision for everybody in the Big Ten that, that people should be on board, even if it meant a little bit of a less certain financial situation up front. Because, again, I think it, having a long-term vision with this, clearly the ACC folks had a long-term vision by dialing up that contract to make, make sure it lasts for forever so that mm-hmm. if anybody tries to get out of it they're covered or at least you know they're gonna they're gonna be compensated but i think at the big 10 it's like this is the the moment and we'll look back on it in 50 years going like the way this plays out is going to shape the sport for a long time to come and if you're in the big 10 you want every opportunity to be on the 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 high end of that and i think by dipping their toe into the southeast of the united states would maybe be the way to do that we'll see yeah. The SEC maybe are resting on their laurels a little too much, and I would worry a little bit if if the wheels began to turn for the, the Big Ten to just become, you know, 
a super con- what have they got already? It, it, yeah, but what is it? They've got like, eighteen they, they starting crazy. next year. Yeah, I wonder who would need Florida State more. Does the SEC need Florida State more? Or does the Big Ten? I mean, the, the Big Ten, the SEC needs Florida State in so much as they need it to keep away from the Big Ten. But do they? I think so I because I think if they go, that's the domino that kicks off. They're the best one, first of all. If you want any program from the ACC, that's it, the one like, you go and get. Yeah. That's the one you'd want, yeah. I think, even above Clemson or Miami. Sure. And so, if that's the case, and the Big Ten is the one to to drop that first domino, then suddenly you're chasing, and you're going to end up with lesser. You're gonna you're gonna because eventually you like are you going to just let the Big Ten get to twenty four and you're sitting at sixteen? That's a whole different ball game at that point they're they're a league of their own but if it turns into 24 like it, is this a quantity over quality type of thing like i i wonder what the i don't think so because you're only going to be adding whether there's a power struggle between the two conferences i don't does florida state move that needle all of a sudden i, yes. I wonder how much it's worth it though uh to, to the sec to I, it's I defense know. for me. I it's guess. playing defense for what's to come. But is the but then does that that you'd have to find another you know dance partner I suppose to get to an even number of schools and did, well I mean Clemson, Clemson could be that if but yeah, then but then you have to convince them to pay all that money and they're not necessarily irked by the the ACC contract as much as Florida State might be so no but they're going to be unhappy with how how it when Florida State let's say they leave for it doesn't matter where Big Ten. Big 12, SEC wouldn't make a difference. Without Florida State in that conference, suddenly when it comes to, I don't know how long Dabo is even going to be there, but when it comes to playoff rankings and trying to make the top 12 and things like that, ACC will be correctly viewed as a mid-major in terms of the way it's not, it's it's going to have group of five dust all over well, it. In the okay. way it happened this year with Florida State. Well, but, but, but again, so, as we talk about next year, when there are automatic bids, like the ACC is still going to have an automatic bid, and so yep, that will, Clemson that will have access to that. That could change the game for sure, but you're not ever going to see a second ACC team in, right? If yeah, that's the, Every once in if, a while, maybe, but... I don't know. I think it's going to be more like the American Athletic with no Florida State. It's going to be hard to... It's going to be hard to, to siphon away another, another bid, uh, barring like two teams undefeated meeting in the ACC championship or sure. something. Well, And so Clemson might care about that. Like, down the road, that might be the motivation to be like, uh-oh, we're a sinking ship the same way the Big 12 was or folks felt like it was a decade ago. And that's where, it, when you're the SEC, when the, the tectonic plates begin to shift, you want to make sure that you are leading that charge. I think it benefited them the first time to do so when they grabbed Texas A&M and Missouri. Like, that set them up. That, that set the conference up. And then the fact that they have a lot of great programs uh, didn't hurt as well. No, yeah. So we'll we'll see what this all means. Not a process that's going to take a short amount of time. It's going to be dragged out for a while. We'll see what happens. But the Florida State uh, team is is suing the ACC and wanting to get out of the conference. What do you make of it? Eight seven five KTGR. See the ACC suing them right us. back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, the uh, the ACC is under the bus for a very specific reason, which we will get to coming up next. And then some bragging rights talk at five oh five. Who you got, Missouri, Illinois? It's after this live local sports center. You are listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR dot com. And it's back. We're getting whammed again. Wham! Of course we are. You're on the big show at 450 KTGR, KTGR.com. Look, I'm, I'm not bashing the song. I think it's a great song. I'm, I'm happy to get to listen to it basically five times a day during this time of year because producer Chris 
loves it so much. much. Yeah, but yeah, but surely there's like a Taylor Swift Christmas song out there. You know? Well, that that song, yeah, that exact same song. In fact, her version. Oh, does she do that one too? Yeah, I guess she does. I, I, it's yeah, actually really good. It. I yeah, I, I can hear it. I, I kind of like it a little bit better than the Wham version, but you know. Oh, hot what? takery. Hot Not enough sense. Hot take? Taylor Swift version. Come no, on. I think it's fine. I think I think I think I would take the Taylor Swift one too. Maybe. Well, maybe not because I, there's a lot of other Christmas songs of hers that I appreciate, and that one. I think Wham is the most known version of that sure. one. Yeah. So maybe that's if I had if I had like a you know one Christmas album I could put together a mixtape I would probably put the Wham version okay. and then a different Taylor Swift Christmas song. All right. If that makes sense. Well, it's it's everybody's preference, but hey, you can tell us your favorite Christmas songs eight seven five KTGR under the bus and the sweetest thing in sports coming up. Then we're talking bragging rights at five oh five. Who you got, Missouri, Illinois two nights. It's time to go under the bus on the big show. It's happening with the Patriots again, ironically. Uh, Bill Belichick today, or was this yesterday? Eh, Either way, it was this week. He basically acknowledged that there was another case of deflated footballs in one of their games. This time, we got him. This time it was the Chiefs game this past weekend. Apparently, according to Bill Belichick, the Footballs that you use for kicking. I'm trying my best to make sure I don't have a phrasing moment here. Oh, yes. But uh, those footballs were about two, two and a half pounds lighter than they should have been, or or more deflated than they should have been. Deflated. Yeah, and and it may have explained why Harrison Butker missed his first kick all year. Uh, The New England kicker missed one, too. There are also a couple kickoffs that almost went out of bounds. So it. Huh. It's a little weird, and that was for the first half. But then apparently for the second half it was fine, and it was it was going for both teams. And then the second half, no issues apparently. So deflating the balls makes it harder to kick them. Correct. Huh. Which, I don't know that I would have. Other way around. Sense. Other way around. It seemed like in the Deflate Gate thing with Tom Brady, deflated footballs helped Easier a little throw. bit more. Yeah. yeah. But in the Very kicking game, no, it's the it's the opposite. But I, the. The funniest part about this was that Bill Belichick said, quote, we don't have anything to do with it. Were we aware of it? Yeah, definitely. As I understand it, they were all the same. I don't know what the explanation is. It was the same for both teams. You have to talk to the league about what happened on that. That's part yeah, we of don't it. Do, we don't deal with those. No, we don't control the, uh, the inflation of the footballs at all. No, nothing like that. No. Under the bus. We're, we're not responsible for that. Also, under the bus, the ACC. So we're talking about this Florida State trying to leave stuff. Well, they were wanting a copy of the grant of rights because they have to release themselves from the grant of rights in order to do so. Apparently, the ACC has this rule where they don't have digital copies of this document. You have to physically go to the ACC office to get one. And you know what? I think there might be a rule in there where you have to travel by horse and buggy, too. Come on! What is this? When you, when you get there, there's a riddle to be able to open the gate. <laughs> yeah, that contains a troll the is, uh, manning the gate in front. That's great. under the bus. Wait, so these teams just don't have copies of their grants of rights well, on hand? Well, they had to go and get it. Like, uh, I, I suppose they already did. But. Can't, like, I need like a, like a Lord of the Rings parody video of, of them trying to go and, and acquire these documents. <laughs> It'll take something like 15 hours or something like that. Uh, and exactly. under the bus to Kirk Herb Street on Thursday night football last night. Uh, Rams uh, won over 
uh, the um, I'm trying to remember who they were playing. They won. There. I started their defense. That's how I know. That time I let you stumble on purpose. I just yeah. To see so, uh, but anyway, Shohei Otani was Jeez. there in Los Angeles, <laughs> and Kirk Herb Street tried to say his name. Shohan Otani. Otani. Oh no! Oh no! That was not it. That's not it. Kirk Herb Street. Shohan Otani. Shohan Otani. Shohan Otani. Oh, that's so that's good. No. Shohan Otani. Is it Kirk worse than this? Bobka. What's worse? Bobka. Bobka. Tony. Shohan Otani. I don't know what's worse. Another. I think Otani is worse because he just says it so casually, like, of course it's right. And the other guy clearly didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Under the bus. Yeah, Charles Barkley trying to talk hockey. We knew how that was going to go, but. Come on, Herb Street. Johanna Tony. Ah, be better. That's funny. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. This holiday season, gift your co-workers some tasty treats and chocolates from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. How about Mizzou Wrestling? They got a bragging rights win yesterday yes, in St. Louis over... Illinois, a top 25 uh, wrestling team. But, of course, Mizzou's number two in the country, so they were. Uh, Illinois was certainly no match. Played at the Stiefel Theater in St. Louis. That was a pretty interesting venue. That, that was fun. Wrestling duel in. Of course, Mizzou wrestling dominant, as always, with the 29-6 victory in that meet. They're 5-0 and in their duel meet so far, and the season has been off to an excellent start. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm, I'm glad they did that. I like when they do kind of get into different venues and stuff and that's a I, I saw some of the pictures from that one and that's that's kind of cool i'm glad they glad they made that happen yeah and part of uh, again getting more of the events for mizzou in st louis their mizzou to the loo series that was part of it st louis sports commission part of that good job by all to make it happen and brian smith's group certainly made it happen all right so mizzou wrestling got the bragging rights win mizzou women's basketball last weekend won over illinois can Mizzou men's hoops complete the sweep? Who you got? Mizzou or Illinois tonight. 505, we'll discuss that here on the big show.